Tonight it would be welcome to the party. Holy Ghost party. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes you don't need to wait on nobody else. You just need to step in and be blessed. Yeah, you just need to take off and be blessed sometimes. Let God take care of you. Amen. Give him a hand clap and a shout. Praise God. I appreciate our choir and our music today. Thankful for them. Appreciate God today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I tell you, it's, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Worship with the people of God today. I know a lot of churches are, are, are just now getting started back up and some still waiting to get started back up. We pray God's blessing and guidance on all of them. That God will just take care of them and give them the right steps to take and the right things to do. And protect them when they get together. Amen. I want folks to be blessed and be able to worship the Lord. I trust the Lord today. How about you? God's good to us. Give him another hand. Hallelujah. Thankful for him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to get right to it. I know we've worshiped a while today. I don't want to try to wear you out today, but I want to preach for just a few moments if I could. Ezekiel chapter 37. Praise God. Somebody, somebody must be in tune. <laughs> somebody said, come on now. Woo. That's what you like to hear when you announce your opening text. Somebody's like, hey. You know, something's going on, amen. Praise God. Love the book of Ezekiel and uh, very familiar, these, just reading these first three verses in a very familiar chapter. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold... There were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Let's pray for the message this morning. Lord, thank you for your presence, for speaking to us today. Thank you for this word. And God, let our ears be ready to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Lord, anoint these lips of clay for just a few moments that I might speak a word of encouragement to your people. God, we're going to praise you for all the things that are done in here today. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout before you're seated. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the word of God today? Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated this morning. Thankful for you being in the house of the Lord. Again, brothers and sisters, Smells, we're so glad to have you guys with us today. Just thankful for all the family that came for the dedication. And uh, God's good to us. What a great day. I love the book of Ezekiel. I love um, my pastor used to preach a lot from this book. And I, I think early on in my walk with God, chapter 36 became one of my favorite chapters because it is just a beautiful picture of what God can do to a soul. You begin to read in, in chapter 36, and you'll hear the Lord say that he can cleanse you from all of your idols. 
that a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. I will also save you from all your uncleanness. He says in one verse, and the waste shall be builded and the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. And they shall say this land that was desolate has become like the garden of Eden. I'm telling you, don't you ever think that you are beyond hope. He said, I'm telling you that you can look on this land one day and say it ain't nothing growing there. It's a waste place. It's a desolate place. There ain't, it's no good for nothing. It, you know, just make it a graveyard or do something else, but it won't grow. It won't produce. It will never be uh, anything but a waste place. And the Lord said, but I can change that in such a fashion that people can walk by and say, this land that was, aren't you glad for the was when you come to God? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that I'm not what I was. I'm so glad that when any man gets in Christ, he is a new creature and old things are passed away and behold, all things are made new. I'm glad that somebody can look at me and say, I remember what he was. I remember what he was. I remember what he did. Woo! Aren't you glad for the was today? He said, this land that was desolate. In other words, it is no longer, but it has become like the Garden of Eden. God's garden. Yeah, God's garden. God's perfect garden where God fellowshiped with his creation, where God had everything right and everything was new. See, he makes old things new. He said, be like the Garden of Eden. He said, the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and are inhabited. We have been trained in this life that when something is ruined, throw it away. Well, I, I spilt you know, tomato juice on my white shirt. It's ruined. I'll just throw it away. But God said there ain't nothing that I can't get out. Hey, if I can get sin stains out of your garment, come on, somebody. Don't throw it away. Hey, that's more than just a one-time offer. When you go down in that name the first time, let me tell you, it washes you white as snow. But let me tell you, you're going to make a trip back to the fountain of blood. Woo! Come on, somebody. Somewhere in your walk, you're going to have to make a trip back to the fountain of blood and say, Lord, wash me again. Cleanse me again. Make me whole again. And I'm glad today that there is a fountain filled with blood and it washes whiter than snow. Woo! Come on, somebody. I know that we need to do our best, but sometimes even at our best, we fall flat on our face. Sometimes at our best, we make terrible mistakes. Sometimes at our best, life just goes sideways. I'm glad to know today that God can build the ruined places. He said, I build the ruined places, and I plant that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I will do it. Come on, somebody. I'm glad that I can get down when my life is in shambles. I'm glad that I can find an altar. And I can remember what the Spirit said. How the Lord will do it. I will do it. Oh, it's me again, Lord. 
It's me again, Lord. I've made a mistake. Oh, I got in some trouble. It's me again, Lord. Don't worry. I will build again. Glory to God. Let me tell you, this world today needs to realize, you know, sometimes people just get in a mess and they think, well, this is it. And I'm just going to continue in my mess. And that's what has happened. That's the image that Ezekiel is being shown. Some people will say, I'm just, they just continue the wrong way to their destruction. It's like they're headed down a road that says bridge out, and they don't care. They're just going to go. I'm already going this way. I might as well just hit the gas. That's what God was showing Ezekiel. Because after he shows him this valley of bones that are very dry and they're scattered, just strewn everywhere. They're not just like skeletons laying together, bone, the, you know, skull over here, skull over there, rib cage here, backbone here, foot, you know, oh, just everywhere. You know what happens when a body, you know, I'm trying to be graphic, but you know, if a body, somebody passes away, they're out in the wilderness, they get hurt, they die in the wilderness, if scavengers find them, they you know, bones here, bones there. They may not ever find everything because it just gets scattered. Let me tell you, the enemy loves to see you when you're down because he'd love to just scatter you, just sift you as wheat. He'd love to just tear your world apart and, and make you feel like, hey, I might as well just keep going this way. My life's over. God showed him this, and then God tells him, you know, we, we read for 10 verses about these bones. That's all it calls them, bones. They're bones. They're dry bones, a valley of bones. Can these bones live? It's bones, bones, bones. But then in verse number 11, he tells them who the bones belong to. Then he said unto me in verse 11, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost, and we are cut off from our parts. You see, this is the people who have said there is no hope, and this is where it has led them. This is what's going on in their life. But, but God asked a question to Ezekiel that he already knew the answer to. Can these bones live? Now, God knows everything. He don't have to ask questions, but he likes to see what we think. Hey, Ezekiel, after you see the wreck that Israel is, after you see the devastation and you see the death and you see the dryness and you see it's just you, you couldn't, man can't put these back together. You can't fix this. When you look at this, let me ask you something. Can these bones live? I want to know, Ezekiel, do you think that I can do anything? Do you think that anything has gotten out of my hand? Do you think it's beyond me to put these bones back together? He says, can these bones live? After the destruction, after the scattering, after the hope is lost, can these bones live? And today, now I want to give you my title. And I'll pull it from verse number 10. 
It says, so I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived. I want to preach for just a few more moments on that thought. And they lived. Honey, it ain't over. (laughs) Maybe you think it's over. Maybe somebody told you it was over. Maybe somebody told you it was hopeless. Maybe the enemies convinced you that God don't love you no more. But let me tell you something. That when his people Israel, he said, this is the whole house of Israel. This is my people that I've showed you. And now I'm telling you, they, they have lost their way. They're scattered and they have said there is no hope. But let me tell you, they lived. They lived. God does not throw his people away in a time of trouble. God has not cast you away. Let me tell you, the gifts and calling of God are still without repentance, and he still loves you today. After it's all said and done, honey, when the devil has done his worst, when you have made your worst mistakes, and they lived. I'll tell you what, I'm looking for some dry bones to come walking back in the sanctuary one day. I'm ready to pray them back through to the Holy Ghost so I can say, and they lived. Don't you dare give up on God because he ain't give up on you. He said, I'll show you how bad it can be. But there is great potential even in the direst of situations. God said, I can take what's tore down, I can take what's ruined, and I can build it back like the Garden of Eden. Oh, that enemy's fought you tooth and nail. He's tried to rip that anointing out of you. But the gifts, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He can't take the Spirit of God out of you. And they lived. He has hit you with his best shot. He has stoked on you while you were down. But rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. I'm telling you today, there is still no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Can they live? Oh, you know, Lord. You know. God always asking questions. The things he already knows the answer to. You read in the book of Genesis where he tells this very elderly couple, you're going to have a child. Oh, and Sarah laughed. Uh, this can't be. And the, the writer in the New Testament said, Abraham was as good as dead. But the Lord, when he heard her laugh, when he saw that little stutter step in their faith, he, he asked a question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? After telling this old couple, you're going to have a child, they couldn't quite grasp it. Uh, Lord, you, uh, it's impossible, right? 
Guess what? They had a child, and that child was Israel. Let me tell you, God knows the answer to the hard question, and he knows it ain't nothing too hard for him. Because about the time of life, she had a child, just like you said. Whenever it looks like it's dead, we won't grow. Nothing's going to happen. There's nothing new coming in my life. God said, nothing's too hard for me. Quit accepting where you are. Quit acting like I can't never get back. Don't. You ain't got to try to jump right back up on the top. Just get up and let God lead you. We think sometimes, well, if I can't just get right back to where I was, you will get back there, but it might take some time. But quit laying in a valley of dry bones. Woo! And they lived. After whatever got them broke down, whatever got them scattered, out of worship, sin in their life, whatever it was, let me tell you, after the destruction, after the mess, after the decay, after the scattering, after the dryness set in, and they lived. I need to tell somebody today that God is still working on your behalf. God is still, we heard it today, how precious we were and are in his sight. We're his bride. We are the apple of his eye. We, we are the church of the living God. And let me tell you, he has given you and I power over all the power of the enemy. Hey, but listen, whenever we are without strength, you know, when it, it says that when we were out strength, Christ came and died for us. He came and did what was necessary. He still does that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord has become my strength and my song. Let me tell you, whenever I am weak, then he is strong. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. There's sometimes where I'm just weak and God said, I'm not going to let you die just because you're a little weak. He told Peter, Satan's desire to have you and sift you as wheat, but I'm going to step in and pray for you. Woo! I'm going to pray for you that your faith fail not. And when you are strengthened, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. He said, I'm going to give you some strength so you can convert some and, or you can pass on some strength. Listen, you're going to fall down sometimes. Though a good man fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Oh, we can make a mess. Even before we come to God, our lives, whew, that pre-Jesus life is... Something else. We want it buried in the archives. Or I want it cast behind his back. How about that? Yeah. Throw that way, throw that one hard, Lord. I mean, rare back. <laughs> rare back. And whoo, I don't want nobody seeing who I was. Oh, I remember who I was. I remember. Um, I'm, a, I'm reminded because I have that. Uh, hey, guess what? Pastors have that accuser sniffing around too. Huh? He likes to come around and say, "You know, what if God didn't even forgive you for all that stuff?" I'm like, Shh. you know, you come too late to tell me that lie. Because uh, these bones lived. <laughs> yeah, hey, these bones are alive. These bones know that God can do anything. Boy, it don't take long. Life will hit you. And sometimes hard. And then we get dry. And we become just like the house of Israel that say, be careful what you speak, man. 
our bones are dried, our hope is lost, and we are cast off for our parts. We just, man, there's nothing to even resemble what we could be. But the Lord showed it to Ezekiel. And I'm sure he stood in awe and wondered who this is. Oh, this is Israel. Wow. Look what God can do. That's what God is telling me. He said, I want you to look what I can do with a valley of dry bones. If God would show Ezekiel that it wasn't just for his entertainment value. God was trying, he, he said it in, verse, in chapter 36 and then into verse chapter 37. Look what I can do with what the world has wasted. If you can just get over yourself. We are our own, you know what, oh, stumbling block, stumbling block. We're our own stumbling block. We've got to lay aside weights and sin. Hey, and sometimes that sin is the sin of unbelief. The Bible says whatever is not faith is sin. If you can't believe that Jesus can put you back together and make you better than ever, that ain't faith. Oh, but you don't know what I've done. Don't care what you've done. You can't make up something so bad that Jesus can't fix it. <laughs> and I, and, uh, you know, man's got a pretty vivid imagination. But and they turn and humble themselves before God. There ain't nothing that God can't repair. Oh, can these bones live? Can these bones that have sinned over and over live? Can these bones that have walked away live? Can these bones that are addicted live? Can these bones that lie live? Can these bones that cheat live? Come on, somebody. Can these bones, uh, can these bones live? When God gets through with you, you'll say, and they lived. Woo, somebody give him a hand. Sometimes we get hurt. We get hurt way back. We get hurt when we're a child. And man, it does something. It leaves a place inside that you can't seem to get over. Sometimes you can be lied to or cheated on or, or kicked around when you're young. And it affects you all the way into your adulthood. But I'm telling you that there ain't nothing that God can't fix. There ain't nothing that God can't make whole but we have to let him have it we have to let him do it will you remember it sure but it don't have to affect you and affect your life hey we will remember things that's called testimony when you remember the bad and and you use it to help somebody else get to the good that's testimony you know what a testimony is full of it's full of bad stuff that God made right. It ain't just every word. A testimony is not, ooh, God's good. Why? Why do you say he's good? Oh, he's just good. You know why I say he's good? Because he'll deliver the alcoholic. He'll deliver the drug addict. He'll set the thief free. He'll stop your mouth from lying. He'll stop you from cheating. He'll stop you from walking after your own flesh. He'll change. You know why God's good? Because he'll take you out of the dung hill, the scripture said, and set you up among the princes. Uh, hey, let me tell you, uh, 
You want to know why God's good? Because the blood of Jesus washes whiter than snow. Let me tell you. I'll tell you why God's good. Because he builds the waste places. He takes what's ruined and black and awful and ugly. He'll take that sin-sick, stained soul and he'll wash it and he'll cleanse it and he'll make it whiter than snow. The Bible said our righteousness at one time was as filthy rags. But then I read on and it says, but God has given me a garment of righteousness, a garment of praise. God has cleansed me and washed me. You know why God's good? Because I can tell you of all the bad stuff. The Bible said he called me out of darkness. You know why people like darkness? Because in the darkness, they think nobody can see the evil deeds. But God said, I can see what's going on in there. How did I call you? I knew you was in there. Come on out. Oh, and that's what gets you. God saw me at my worst, and then he offered me his best. He saw me with my back to him. He saw me doing everything contrary to his word, and still he said, hey, Come out of there instead of just rolling the stone over me. He called me out of darkness, out of wickedness. He delivered me from alcohol and drugs and meanness and fighting and and probably, uh, you know what, probably death. Because if I had continued the way I was going, I don't know that I would be alive today, the life that I was living. But that's what God will do. Ah, my life was a wreck. It was shambles. There was nothing good growing till him. If you'd have looked at this life before Jesus, you'd said, look at that valley of dry bones. But I can stand here today, 26, 27 years later, and say, guess what? And these bones lived. A lot of people wrote, a lot of people wrote away it off. <laughs> oh, if they'd have voted me anything in high school, it'd been most likely to be in jail, most likely to be in, uh, you know, be dead or or be an addict or be something. But instead, I, I would have never got the most likely to be a pastor award. A <laughs> <Or> what? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, these bones lived. Mm. Oh, if you're sitting under the sound of my voice today, let me tell you, these bones lived. You might feel like I'm in the valley and I'm very dry. Well, let's let me speak a word to you then. These bones are going to live in the name of Jesus. Woo! Paul said in Romans 15 and 13, now the God of hope, Israel, these, these bones, they had lost their hope. They said, there is no hope, but we serve the God of hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy. Ooh. Oh, oh it, it ain't going to always be woe is me. It ain't going to always be crying and despair and trouble and anguish. He said, the God of hope Fill you with all joy. Joy in every situation. See, sometimes, well, I got joy because I got a good job, but, uh, but I ain't got joy because this is going. God said, I'm going to give you all joy. I'm going to give you joy here and joy here and joy here. In his presence is fullness of joy. Let me tell you, God's ready to raise you up and give you some joy. 
You, hey, sometimes we got to cry and sometimes we need a little sorrow. We need to have some godly sorrow so we can repent and get our lives right. But don't lay there in the middle of that valley of sorrow forever because eventually it'll turn away. Eventually it won't be godly sorrow no more. It'll be woe is me, pitiful me, oh me. And you start becoming a valley of dry bones. But the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. When they lost hope, they became dry. He said, but you're going to abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad today for the power of the Holy Ghost. And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. Well, I tell you, the more you study it, you realize more and more the, the many uh, avenues that that power of the Holy Ghost takes. It ain't just about tongue talking. It ain't just about chill bumps. It ain't just, it ain't just about being able to cast things out. It's, it's the power to believe. It's the power to pray when you don't know what to pray. It's the power to be fixed when you don't know how to fix. It's, it, it builds you up on your most holy faith. It strengthens you in a way that you can't even imagine. I am so thankful for the Holy Ghost today. Woo! <laughs> Ah, yeah, aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost today? I'm going to hurry on. I'm going to hurry on. God sees the situation that you're in. Listen to me. He sees that. He showed the situation to Ezekiel. God sees what situation you're in. He knows how bad it is. He sees how you're scattered. He sees how you feel. But he is also ready to fill you with joy and peace and faith and restore your hope today. He spoke, uh, he spoke to Ezekiel, can these bones live? He said, you know. And then he tells him, then prophesy. Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Let me tell you, don't ignore the Ezekiel in your life. Many times when people are in that dry bone state, they don't want to hear nothing. They don't want to hear, God's going to make a way. Oh, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing that. Come on, God loves you. I'm tired of hearing they, they, they want it. You can't, you can't even comfort them. And, but he's talking to these dry bones. You listen up, you dry bones. Listen to me. I'm going to talk to you about the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you're going to live. Well, I need more than just a word. No, you don't. You just need to believe that word. I need a sign. Oh, you just need a word and you need to believe the word. Hear the word and you're going to live. Don't ignore the Ezekiel's in your life. God will send that person. They might be agitating to you. They might be irritating. Oh, every time they talk to me, God's going to come through. God's going to come through. He's going to come through. You know why we keep saying it? Because you ain't believed it yet. <laughs> I wouldn't have to say it but once if you'd catch it the first time. But he's trying to speak a word from the Lord. This wasn't Ezekiel saying, hmm, how can I comfort them? He said, I'm going to talk to you about the Lord. I'm going to speak a word from the Lord and it will bring you back to life if you'll hear it. It's not over. 
you're not finished. There is always hope in God. We see it in Jesus all the time. Time and again, Jesus showed us that there's nothing I can't fix. Issues of blood, physical ailments, demon-possessed, in desert places, on stormy seas, even in the cemetery. Jesus came through time and time again. Or when he had a man named Saul persecuting the church, instead of knocking him out and destroying him, he just knocked him down and said, let me talk to you. I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. And he changed the persecutor into a preacher. Yeah. Oh, look what God can do. Woo! But he said, he sent a man to him to tell him, go tell him the things that he must suffer for my name's sake. Go tell him what's going to happen. Go tell him about the Holy Ghost. Go baptize him in my name. Go, go. He sent Ananias to, to Saul so Saul could hear the word of the Lord. He sent Peter to Cornelius so Cornelius could hear the word of the Lord. You better be careful about just dismissing somebody who says, I come to give you a word. You need to be careful. And if you're trying to speak a word, you better be careful. Don't be saying, thus saith the Lord, if it ain't the Lord. Let me tell you, when God knows what you need, he'll send somebody, and it might come from the most unexpected place. How long did they lay there? Can these bones live? Yes, they can. Let me tell you, you know why I know we're going to have good life? Number one, because Jesus said, I come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. But Ephesians 5 and 30 says that we are members of his body, his flesh, and his bones. Can these bones live? Uh, See, I got to say it twice. For we are a member of his body and of his flesh and of his bone. Can these bones live? They crucified him and put him in the grave. And those bones lived. <laughs> oh, they've knocked me down and put me in the grave a time or two, but guess what? And these bones lived. John said, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. For in him we live and move and have our being. My life is hid in Christ. The life that I now live, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me tell you, he knows I get dry. He knows that I make a mess. He knows that I lose hope. But he also knows that these bones can live. They can be in the ground four days and stinking, but he said these bones can live. They might have already rolled the stone over you, but let me tell you, these bones can live. Woo! Woo! Come on, somebody. It ain't over. It ain't over for you. It's just a little dry spell. I don't care what kind of valley you find yourself in. These bones can live. All right, I'm getting ready to... Honey, come on. I'm, I'm going to get ready to land this plane now. I'm going to get ready to... Ain't much more I can say about it. I can't say too much more. But I do find it interesting. I like to look in the stories that I read as a, and just try to take my time and see what happens. And I noticed something. And when the Lord, when he said, God, you know if these bones can live, he said, okay, prophesy. 
This is verses 4 through 6. He said, Prophesy out of these bones, say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin. Put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, great shaking, and bones came together, bone to his bone. And I beheld, lo, the sinews and flesh came upon them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. But the Lord said, prophesy, and I would, the first thing he said, I will put breath to enter into you, and you're going to live. How come that ain't happened? It just ain't happened yet. He had to prophesy again. Just because it don't all get fixed at once, it don't mean God ain't working. If When he looked at them bodies standing there, they wouldn't have blemish on them. They was perfect. They was great. They was nice. They, you know, what, he, he didn't put, you know, sick organs back in them. He didn't put arthritis in them when he brought them back together. He didn't put cancers back in them. He didn't put diabetes back in them. These were, they stood up whole and healthy. Just wasn't no breath in them yet. Yet. You need to let patience have her perfect work. You have need of patience, the scripture said, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It might not happen all at once. Even the scripture says that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to do it. God's, but get, you know, what happens, some people run off if it don't happen all at once. And you miss coming back to life. And so, there was no breath in him. He said, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath. Breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and a breath came into them. And they lived. God had plans for them all along to live. Not to be just a memorial of what, you know, I've said this before. You can't just come in here and and one time say, God did a work in me and then not have a life. He saved you so you could live a life. There's a life to live after that new birth. Just like that little baby we dedicated this morning. Little baby was born. This little baby's alive. It won't stay a baby. It's going to grow and it's going to have a life to live. And so that's why it needs to be trained and taught it. And we've got to realize that we've got a life to live. And hey, in that little girl's life, she's going to skin them knees. She's going to bump that head. We don't want none of that, but it happens. That's growing up. She's got older siblings, believe me. She's going to be in for a few uh, knocks on the head. It's going to happen. It happens to us after we're born again. We get knocked around some. We, things happen. But I ain't going to lay in that valley and just be dead. Not when I could live. And so I prophesied and they live and they stood up on their feet. And then we go back to where God told them, said, this is Israel. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was Israel, and they they said, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we are cut off. And when they say that, the Lord said this, stand with me. 
when he said all that, the Lord said, Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, listen, listen to the word of the Lord. Behold, O my people, I will open your grave and cause you to come up out of your grave. Mm. I'm not preaching for your entertainment today, but I'm telling you, listen to me. Listen to me, bones. Listen. Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your grave. The Lord is not done with you yet. Oh, if you'll believe that today, hey, you're going to walk in victory. If you can believe that today, you're going to walk in strength and power. If you can believe that today, you're going to walk in restoration. God's going to give it back. God's going to put it back. God's going to build it again. God's going to make it fertile. God's going to make it grow. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm about ready for the Garden of Eden in my life. Oh, look what I can do with a valley of dry bones. The Lord told Ezekiel, tell them, give them my word. I'll bring you out of the grave. I'll put my spirit in you. He said, you'll know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And I shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live. I'm thankful. I'm thankful today that I serve the resurrection and the life. Woo! I'm glad my Lord is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm glad that in Jesus is life and life more abundantly. I can tell you in this house today, there are dry bones that were and they're dry bones that are. But I'm telling you that the word of the Lord will fix them dry bones today. There's hope. The blood of Jesus will wash you from all sin. If your life is just a valley of dry bones today, woo, then life can enter into that valley today. Life can blow down into that valley today. The word of the Lord. The Bible says we're born again, not by corruptible seed, but incorruptible. The word of God. While she's playing this morning, I wonder if there's anybody that feels like I need the Holy Ghost to blow on me one more time. Why don't you find your way into this altar this morning? And as you come, let the Holy Ghost blow on you and bring you back to life today. These bones can live. Woo! Bring me back to life, Jesus. Wake me up, Jesus. Hallelujah!
just filled Brother Matthew with the Holy Ghost. Just like it said in that book of Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to, he said, prophesy and I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. <laughs> Woo, come on, keep worshiping the Lord for just another moment. We got some down here praying this morning. One more push. Pushing back the darkness. Trusting in the Lord. It ain't over, church. These bones are going to live. These bones are going to live. God's still on the throne. God's still in control. Hey! Praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Woo. Well, I tell you, I still feel the Spirit of the Lord in this house today. Could we lift our hands all together one more time and just, come on, just let the Lord bless you. Reach up to Him one more time. Lord. Breathe on me. Lord, let that breath of heaven, let that breath of life. Woo! Hallelujah. Lord, refresh me. Renew me, God. Revive me today. Oh, resurrect me, Lord. Bring me back to life, Jesus. He cut on the young of the Mosataya. Hey, come on. The Lord ain't done yet.
speaking in tongues up here. Hallelujah. There you go. There it is, sis. Let it go. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Audrey. Come on, darling. You know both of us your love both of Jesus. Boy, God good. Her, Lord, her baby sister gets dedicated today and she got the Holy Ghost on the day of the dedication. My, what a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. God's good to us. If you're watching with us, if it's still on, I don't even know if that's still on, if it's still on, if you're watching with us, thank you for joining us. We'll be back Wednesday. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Woo! And for the rest of us, just keep on praying. Keep getting your blessing from the Lord for a moment. Woo! Boy, you ain't never seen nothing as beautiful as that little child praying and crying and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know... You know, you get in a place like this, God moving like He's moving, people being filled with the Holy Ghost and praying and praying for each other. And all of a sudden, you just forget about everything that's going on outside. I ain't worried about nothing that's on the news right now. I ain't worried about nothing in any part of the world. 
right here in his presence. And he just makes you forget about all that stuff. See, God works in the middle of everything. The scripture says he has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And in the middle of all the storms of this life today, we saw two people filled with the Holy Ghost. Saw a little baby dedicated to the Lord. Saw people that, you know, Brother Josh still in here. But you know, Brother Josh, he shouldn't have even been here according to the doctors, but he was here. And that little baby named after, got the middle name after him. You know, he, he was able to be here. And you know what? God's doing miracles, miracles, miracles. He's a miracle working God. Some of you know that hadn't been for the Lord, I shouldn't even be here today. But you're here. I was in places where I could have lost my life or I could have just got too far gone, but you're here today. Because I'm telling you, the Lord can reach you. God can get you. When that man prophesied, he said, them winds come from every corner of the earth. God is just pouring out his spirit on all flesh. This world needs a good baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Still praying. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, I sure appreciate the Lord today. I'm not going to stop him from praying, but I'm getting off the mic. Thank you for being in service today. Tomorrow night at 7 is prodigal prayer. And so we're looking forward to that. Let's be here. Encourage somebody in the Lord. Tell them to come to church with you. Come pray. We're going to have a great time in Jesus' name. God bless you today.